0: You're listening to episode 292 of the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast with me, Lucia Holley.
1: Welcome to the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast, the show for women like you who have tried restrictive diet after diet and are ready for simple, thoughtful solutions to help you sustainably lose weight for the last time from a place of abundance and peace. If you're looking to end the yo-yo of comfort eating and rigid weight loss protocols, and instead step into living your life mindfully on your terms while losing weight in the process, you're in the right place.
0: Hello, hello, party people. Welcome, welcome to the show. Today's episode is going to be, I know I say this in a lot of episodes, it's going to be short and sweet, but truly today's is. I am under the weather with a cold, and I thought it would be really great time to offer just a really straightforward reminder of what the six healthy habits are especially for those of you who are newer to the show so I'm truly just going to read them off one by one if you'd like take a minute to grab a notebook or pull up your notes app and write down these healthy habits these are the healthy habits that are almost universally across the board going to be supportive for you whether you are newer to um, regaining your wellness, whether this is a newer subject for you across the board, or if you have feeling a bit adrift or out to sea, um, or you aren't quite sure where to start, I want you to choose one of these habits and to practice the one, not any others, but to practice one of these habits for a month. And only after that full month where you've practiced the habit Only after that month do I then want you to go to the next habit and focus on it and practice it. Because guess what? If you did this, then in six months, you would have the six healthy habits nailed. So let's keep it radically simple. I'm going to list off the six healthy habits. And you can feel really confident in yourself that if you're practicing these, you will be getting where you want to go with your wellness. And remember, that's the whole point of this. Even if we have aesthetic goals, even if we have weight loss goals, which I will mention as it's not one of the six healthy habits is weight loss, but I will mention what to do for that at the very end because our yeah I'll explain it. Okay, so I'm going to get into it, okay? The first healthy habit is getting 7,000 or more steps per day. I would cap the steps at around 11,000 unless you already happen to have an active job. Okay, But if you haven't been aware of how many daily steps you get, and steps are simply a way for for us in general to understand how much movement you are getting throughout your day. From getting up and walking to the bathroom, to walking to the laundry machine, to run a couple loads, to playing with your kiddos, to walking to the car, to get to work walking to the water machine, going out on a walk, walking the dog, all of this stuff is incredibly important when it comes to our metabolic wellness. So if you haven't already, I would encourage you, even if you don't have a step tracking device like a a ring or a watch, a fitness tracker, um, you can easily get a pedometer for about 10 to 12 bucks or If you really are someone who holds onto your phone a lot, I think especially for like Apple, most of us have Apple Health already on our phones and our phones can kind of act as pedometers. So if you don't know where to start, you can definitely start to get a decent idea with that, probably with something you already have or maybe for an investment of $10 with a pedometer to really understand how many steps you're getting per day. If you are not already hitting 7,000, I would encourage you to week by week practice adding a thousand steps per week until you get to that goal. I have found for most people, everyone is different, but for most people, it's helpful to understand that getting about a thousand steps takes about 10 minutes of walking. It's not power walking and it's not a super slow um, amble. But in general, most of us hit about 1,000 steps per 10 minutes. So this is getting about 70 minutes per day of movement. And it's not all movement in in terms of like walking on a walking pad or walking outside. A lot of it comes from unintentional uh, movement and ambulating just by proxy of being a human who's taking care taking care of tasks. Next up is getting 70 or more ounces of water per day. For these healthy habits, you're going to see the number seven repeated a lot. I I do that because I think it is a great way to keep things super duper simple. You might be someone who feels better with a little bit less water. You might feel better with a little bit more water. Same with the steps. But in general, if you're hitting a minimum of 70 ounces of water per day, you're doing great. A great way to increase your water um, habit, your drinking, your drinking water habit, your hydrating habit, is to stack this habit on top of things you already do. I do not want you to be afraid of drinking water with your meals. It will not reduce your stomach acid level to any egregious degree. Uh, I hear people get worried about that from old crappy advice. You don't have to worry about that. The easiest way to get the vast majority of this water in your day-to-day life is to have a glass in your bathroom where you brush your teeth and in the morning after you brush your teeth drink that glass of water you can measure it out and make sure that glass holds at least 10 ounces you don't have to guzzle but getting a good 10 ounces in in the morning after you brush your teeth and then with breakfast have another 10 ounces and then at lunch have another 10 ounces and then, if you have an afternoon snack, have another 10 ounces. And then at dinner, have another 10 ounces. And then at bedtime, have another 10 ounces. That is five instances, actually six, with that snack of drinking enough water. And you can imagine if you work out or if you happen to just have one more instance of where you're drinking water during that day, you have already nailed 70 ounces of water without even having to really think about it that much more. I find that stacking that water habit with these things that most of us are already doing every day, eating your three meals, brushing your teeth in the morning and at night, and then just ensuring that whatever cup you're drinking out of, you are intentional at first about making sure, is this actually 10 ounces? Do I know what 10 ounces of water looks like? And then... You're gonna get that under your belt, and you're gonna know. Okay, this is in general what ten ounces of water looks like. Once you are hydrating, hydration, (laughs) like being generally underhydrated, is really stressful on our bodies. So I don't want you to get crazy with electrolytes, anything beyond just getting enough actual fluid intake. Um, People ask, does coffee count? Does tea count? Yes, those do, but. I would encourage you not to look for the loopholes already. And I would actually just encourage you to, like, notice, can I get in even these 50 ounces of water that's just plain water? That isn't, listen, drink your flavored water. Drink your bubbly water. Live your best life. I love bubbly water. But have you ever just tried to just have the plain water? I know we're not doing the sexy stuff here, but that's the point. All right, next up, the third the six healthy habits is getting seven or more hours of sleep per night I think seven to nine and this is gonna be unique to you I know everyone has a different relationship with sleep but what can you do what can you bring in that would support you to have a lovely end-of-the-day experience I actually think before even we talk about like hopping into bed you've probably heard of okay have like a wind-down routine drink your tea have some essential oils going, maybe get your sound machine on. Those are all lovely and dandy. I actually find getting the sound machine on to be a really great cue because it truly kind of like tunes out the noise. (laughs) But even before that, I find for me, one thing that helps me feel really peaceful is putting the house to bed before I go to bed. So taking about seven minutes, there's that seven again, to really just... Look at the house. I have my little mental checklist. I didn't even realize it was something I did until the last couple of years where I realized, oh, not everyone does this. But I look around. Are the dishes out of the sink? Are they in the dishwasher? Is the dishwasher running if it needs to be? Is the laundry where it needs to be? Is there a load that I could start tonight to finish in the morning? Or does the load that's in there need to be folded and be put away? If there's any messes that need to be taken care of, right? Maybe the floor needs to get swept up. Maybe need a vacuum, something. What am I doing to take care of myself tomorrow, tonight? That can be a really beautiful way when we're making sure that our spaces are relaxed, but that is another cue for us to relax. So getting those seven hours of sleep, of course, you can audit your bedtime and your wake time. And I do think it's really helpful for us as adults as much as possible to stick to the same time that, in general, that we go to bed and that we wake up. And so there isn't a vast difference between weekdays and weekends. Number four out of six for these healthy habits are meals that are comprised of a balance of protein, starchy carbohydrates, dietary fats, fiber. And fiber fits into this, but fruits and vegetables, so something colorful on your plate. So I want you to be looking at at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, yes, Eating all three meals, if you don't. (laughs) It can be simple to eat breakfast. If you think it's a pain, you just haven't done it yet. And I promise you, you can. You totally, totally can. But making sure, at a minimum of three times per day, am I ingesting an easily identifiable source of protein, an easily identifiable source of a fruit or a vegetable, an easily identifiable source of some sort of a starch, a carb, and some sort of a dietary fat. Now, this is going to shake out in ample ways. <laughs> Pull out your cookbooks, look at recipes. But when I say easily identifiable, I mean when I'm looking at my plate, whether it's my breakfast plate, my salad bowl, uh, my fajita sizzler, am I really able to say and point out this thingy is a protein? This thingy is a fruit or a vegetable? This thingy is... A carbohydrate and this dressing or this uh, you know that i can tell that they, these vegetables have been cooked in an oil or i have um, a piece of meat that has some fat that i can see in it i'm eating some nuts and seeds in my morning oatmeal all of these are sources of dietary fat it can be that simple and when we're also talking about balanced meals i also want you to understand that there doesn't have to be um a dichotomy between processed and unprocessed foods often it's the carbohydrates that are really the processed thing that i think most people battle with internally but in general when we're eating meals that are comprised of less processed foods and most foods are processed to some degree so even that's a bit of an arbitrary label when we are prioritizing the foods that are less processed they are going to more adequately And more suitably fulfill our appetite and satisfaction that is why I mentioned the fiber because fiber and protein especially and fats and carbs what all of those are very satisfying and so when you put them into a meal all together you're gonna have a one-two punch to stay satisfied until your next meal and that is the point of eating is that we regain our energy we bring energy back in. And then we have that energy until the next time that we fuel up. Now then, if and this is my caveat that I mentioned before, if you are looking to lose weight, I actually just want you to practice eating at maintenance. Go to my website, look at the calorie calculator, plug in your calories for a couple of weeks, figure out what eating at your maintenance is like. And then only if and when you actually do that dang homework, and I love you, a lot of you just want to skip ahead, once you've done that homework, and you really start to, you you don't ever have to leave maintenance, by the way, maintenance is like, the good place, but only after you really start to get comfortable with maintaining, and eating enough calories to maintain your energy intake, only after that would you shave off about 10 to 20% of those calories, For a lot of people, that looks like being in a calorie deficit of about 300, maybe 350. Depends on a couple factors. Calories, okay? It's not extreme. Meals won't look way too different. Your hunger won't get super different, but you will experience some hunger. But that, being in a calorie deficit, is not a healthy habit. It can be helpful for some people who need to lose weight based on their health markers. But I'm adding this in because, of course... This is a mindfulness-based weight loss podcast. And this is how you would lose weight, is that it would come down to being in an energy deficit. But way before that, you are balancing your meals, and you're eating meals that are satisfying you. Okay? Okay. Next up, habit number five out of six, strength training. Strength training is also called resistance training. Resistance and or, eh, same thing, strength training With progressive overload, and all progressive overload means is over time, are you continuing to challenge yourself? Are your weights going up? Are you lifting the weights more slowly? Are you holding the weights for a longer period of time? These are a couple different benchmarks of, are you increasing uh, reps and sets, if not the actual pounds or kilograms themselves? All of those are benchmarks for engaging in progressive overload. When When you are progressively overloading your muscles, you are progressively over time building muscle. It's awfully hard to build muscle, okay? For progressive overload, for most sets, you want to go pretty close to failure, meaning you have maybe a rep or two left in your system where with good form, you could do that movement. Most of us don't push ourselves that far, and that's okay. But strength training with progressive overload is going to give us the physique and the body composition under the layer of body fat that most of us say that we want. When we have that idea of what we look like in our heads, most of us have way more muscle mass in that image than we do in real life. I recommend strength training, strength training two to four times per week. I don't think most people need to go for two, but there might be some cases. And I don't think most people need to go for four, but there could be some cases. I actually think being right in the middle, monkey in the middle, of three strength training sessions per week with progressive overload, where each of those three days, you're engaging in a full body workout. So you're doing lower body and upper body movements together in that daily workout. That's a really great balance of days where you're pushing your muscles and then also rest and recovery days because our muscles grow when we are resting recovery. So we need to respect that. Alrighty then, the last of the six healthy habits is seven or more minutes of mindfulness, playfulness, creativity, being in the present moment, call it what you want per day. No longer do I really ascribe to mindfulness being this thing where we have to sit still. I think a lot of us, that is a very potent medicine. And I think like we should hella go for it if you haven't before, if you've avoided it. But I really find that anything that is bringing us into the present moment is a form of mindfulness mindfulness totally includes creativity I will tell you some of the most beautiful moments of my life are when I've been in that flow state which I'm sure you could define as different than mindfulness but I've never felt more embodied than when I've been in flow and those occurred when I was playing music actually when I was playing the violin or playing piano or playing the guitar you can't tell me that that isn't healing and doing some good juju for my body. (laughs) No, we're all different. But I do think that that seven or more minutes of just enjoying yourself in your day, I don't think that's too much to ask for. So write down a list. What are things that you enjoy? And if you don't know, what are some things you're going to try? Playing with your dog, playing with your cat, going for a walk, looking at the birds, not listening to a podcast on the goddamn walk, just being with yourself, sitting on a bench, at that spot that you could walk to, looking at nature? Is it pulling up YouTube and watching silly animal videos? Is it sitting quietly and engaging in that more um, kind of standard, I think, view of what mindfulness is? There's no wrong way to be mindful and to be present, because, well, that would be silly, wouldn't it, if there were a right way and a wrong way? (laughs) But yeah, just getting in those seven minutes of actually enjoying your life. I think you do a lot of work every single day, and I think you deserve that. And if that seven minutes turns into 14, turns into 21 or more, fabulous. And if not, fabulous. Another way I like to think about mindfulness these days as well is it's just allowing yourself to be in the state of where you aren't taking your thinking seriously. Because so often, if we're in a mindfulness or a meditation type um, experience, in one way, shape, or form, whether that's visualizing or many other forms of mindfulness and meditation, you're being cued to view your thoughts as maybe sticks floating along the river or clouds floating in the sky. Um, Again, those are like two tiny little examples, but in other words, what that is, when you're observing, you have that o- awareness of being the observer of your thoughts, that you are not those thoughts. They come and they go. You don't have to take them seriously, including the thoughts of, oh, just got to start the laundry before I do this meditation, or, oh, I should, I should reply that one email before I do this, sit down and do this meditation. Those are all the monkey brain. Those are all the primitive stress thoughts. Those are actually stress thoughts. Isn't that interesting? The do-do-do, got to do one more thing. That's taking your thinking seriously. So whether it is sitting down to observe your thoughts, or whether it is setting your thoughts aside to paint a painting, or whether it's not taking your thinking seriously because you're throwing the ball for the dog, and your dog is so damn cute right now, (laughs) right around outside, whatever it is. To me, I think that's all a practice of not taking your thinking seriously, which is mindfulness, which is being embodied, which is just being a freaking human, so... Y'all, those are the six healthy habits. How did we do? Do I sound like Phoebe Buffet? Should I uh, sing a round of Smelly Cat? <laughs> Choose one of those healthy habits. Practice it for a month. Actually do it. Write it down in your calendar. Give yourself a reward. And then the month after that, if you'd like to stack another one, do it. This is your life. And it's a beautiful one. You can enjoy it no one's no one's stopping you isn't that so interesting no one is stopping you from enjoying your life so until next week my friends i hope you have a fabulous week and i will see you next time bye
1: hey if you love today's show i'd love for you to take a minute and give a rating with a review if you too are ready for more women to make life choices from loving mindfulness that means we need more women listening to this message so they know what's available to them and they can do it too and if you're ready yourself, come coach with me, where we'll work together and you'll learn how to take this process to the next level in your wellness goals, life desires, and beyond. Go to luciahawley.com, that's dot com to connect.